Welcome to Divine Downloads. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and in this week's episode, we talk to intuitive human design reader, Kelsey Abbott. So I am super excited to have Kelsey here. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to riff on human design. As you guys know, that's one of her zone of geniuses. But I really asked her before we hopped on this, this podcast, I wanted to, you know, illuminate a part of the chart that I feel is completely under talked about. Um, I think if you guys have listened to some of the other episodes on, um, on human design or really like any of the content out there on the interwebs, you guys know about like the basic energy types um, and kind of how that works and their strategy and their authority. But I've actually found that there are other things in the chart that I found were infinitely more helpful in my manifestation journey in the way I just deal with life and take care of ourselves. Um, so Kelsey, actually, I think that's the first thing I'll ask you. What were the things when you first came to human design that you felt like were game changers in your life or just brought so much clarity or so relief or taught you kind of how to help you? <laughs> so the, yeah, the, well, the learning I was a manifesting generator was like, uh-huh, that makes sense. But the piece learning that I'm a non-specific manifester like you, that, oh God, I was... <laughs> that the relief that that brought me the freedom the permission to do it my way knowing that I wasn't doing it wrong that was everything like I could have gotten out of human design once I learned that and been so happy but of course I fell all the way down the rabbit hole and just needed to know more and more and more of course, of course, of course. I love that. And I agree. That's such a huge one. I always look, because I talk so much about manifesting with my clients. I was just telling you, I always look at their charts when we first start working together, because that's such a huge, like, huge difference in how you approach. And can you tell someone who's, who's looking at their, and if you guys hopefully maybe have your charts out right now, if not, quickly um, on Kelsey's website, there'll be a link below. You can actually get your chart through her website. Um, so you can follow along and kind of see what we're talking about. Um, how can you tell if you're a specific or a non-specific? Okay, so we're talking about the arrows and the arrows that are up. So your chart has this profile of a human head wearing a tent. We're up by the head and there's two <laughs> arrows on the left and two arrows on the right. We are looking at the bottom right arrow. If it points to the left, you're a specific manifester. If it points to the right, you're non-specific. So if you are specific, then I feel like you do what everyone tells you to do. Get super, super specific about what you want. Like declare who your ideal client is if you're an entrepreneur. Declare the amount of money you want to make. Declare the amount of money you want to pay. My husband just specifically manifested flights and a whole itinerary for a trip. He was like, I want to go this day, this time, this day, return this time, this day. I want to pay this amount. My mom is, this, my mom's a travel agent and she had been telling him flights are super expensive right now. And there's like nothing available, especially just within two weeks. Boom. The next day she's like, I'm shocked that you're getting this. I don't understand. And I was just like, see, see the power of being a specific manifester gotta own it yeah and I do feel like a lot of the stuff out there is geared towards specific manifestors 
And then there's us. Yeah. <laughs> and I was actually, I referred to it as being bullied. I was working with a coach before I learned human sign, shortly before I learned human sign, who kept saying, Kelsey, you have to get super specific, super, super specific. And I was like resisting like a two-year-old resists. Like I was just like, no, I don't want to. And then finally, after weeks of this, I was like, fine, I'll try it. And I got super specific and it didn't work out so well. It was like, I lost my connection with the universe. I was totally out of flow. I just was like, I don't I nothing, no words, no feeling, nothing guiding me. Just, it felt like a big turd. It was unpleasant. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. If you are non-specific, let the specificity go. It's not for you. Strategy isn't for you. Specifics aren't for you. Instead of like manifesting, the itinerary that my husband just manifested for me it would be something like please send me the perfect itinerary that maximizes ease and health and opportunities or you know because we can be specific about how we want to feel yeah but the actual outcome is none of our business instead and of I saying I want to make a specific amount of money we say universe please bring me abundance for being my authentic self. Absolutely. And it's so funny because similarly, I always naturally incline to being, even if I, even if I did like the thing where I got specific about stuff, it would still be like, oh, da, 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 da. but I really just want to walk in and feel this way in the apartment, you know? But I remember that when I was like, quote unquote, manifesting my fiance, where like, I, I like, you know, I had like on some levels, some like sort of list, but, but when I really looked at the list, it was all of like how I wanted to feel, you know, it was like, I want to feel this way. I want to feel this way. And so it was so often, I think with these things and people that are listening might recognize this is that your natural inclination, like what, like I usually can tell if someone's a specific, non-specific, I'm sure you can before, you know, even look at their chart because if they're like super jazzed to be like, and the couch is pink and it's this size. And, <laughs> and that like, to me, that would be torture. Right. <laughs> but to them, if that feels exciting. So if you're doing this kind of stuff and you're jazzed by it, like go for it, you know, fly your flag. But if you're not, then it's probably because you're not built to. Yeah. In my coaching intake, I used to ask before I learned human design, I used to ask people, Hey, it's a year from now. Imagine it's a year from now what's going on in your life? What has happened in the last year? Be super specific. And I, it was like an exercise to speak everything into existence. That question is long gone because for a specific manifester, that's super helpful for a non-specific manifester. We've all been trained in this specific world. So we can tell a great story. Like we know the rules, we know how to play by those rules but we won't remember it two days later because it was totally meaningless to us. We just made it up to make you happy. Yeah. And that can be, um, you know, I think it definitely can be interesting for people that are non-specifics because to other people, it can feel like you lack direction sometimes mm -hmm. in that way when you're really just, you know, it's, it's funny because I've been having like meetings with people like, around about my career trajectory and like different like managers and stuff right now and I always get a little nervous when they because of course they're always going to ask me you know 
Like, what do you, what's your vision? What do you see? And it's not that I don't have a vision. I have visions. I see things, but, um, but I, but there's a lot of openness I have that a lot of people don't have where I'm like, well, I know I like this and I know I like this. And this is what I know I'm meant to be pursuing right now. And this is kind of like different scenarios, but I do have a couple different scenarios that I could be really happy with. Right. And I, my feeling on that is really like, I'm going to hold these and even better up there and we'll just see what happens. And, <laughs> and that's <laughs> what I love about being non-specific is the universe knows so much better than we do. We don't place our order. Instead, it's like going to a restaurant. I would, I'm gluten-free and plant-based and I, I love going to a restaurant that has an inspired chef and it, and if, even if it's not a plant-based restaurant to be like, is there something the chef could make for me? And then sometimes like getting this amazing dish. Of course, I'm not like ordering this, like I'd like squash and wild rice and no, I'm letting the expert create it for me. And that's what we let the universe do. We're like, hey, I want to do something in this area. What do you got? Yeah, I love that. And and so what advice would you have? I think the specific, sorry to sorry to not give you too much airtime specifics, but I think there's enough content out there. You guys kind of know how to do it. Um, for non-specific, if a non-specific is like, let's just use the money one because I feel like that's a super easy one. Like I want to make more money and, you know, I have a business coach that's telling me like I need to specifically think about getting 10 clients at $5,000 or whatever it is, like specific, 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 which I, I've had, I had a client just yesterday. I was, we were having a little conflict about another coach he's working with. that wasn't like following her design. And, <laughs> um, and what would you, what, what advice would you give them to kind of like take that kind of like specific and then turn it into something that works for their non-specific? Well, first of all, I'd say maybe that coach isn't a good fit for you right now, but also you can want to make more money. Like that's great. And how do you want to feel? How is this more money going to feel? How is it going to feel coming in? You do not need to know how it's going to come in. That is not your business. You, I find non-specifics are more likely to get like the surprise check in the mail, the surprise like, oh my god, yeah, I just found a hundred dollars on the street. Like, the money is gonna come to you. It's not your business. How? Just open up to receive. And again, dear universe, please bring me abundance for being my authentic self. That is your job. Keep following the joy. Keep being your authentic self. Follow what lights you up. Follow your urges. Do your thing. And the universe has got you. I love that. I love that. So now uh, you brought up something to me when we first started talking that I was like, oh, well, I never felt so called out and seen at the same time. That actually, and for people that listen to this, they know, I know a good deal about human design. I, I didn't know this, um, that there's such a thing as safety lines. Can you explain a little bit about safety lines and how yeah. this helps? Well, safety can... lanes, that's my term. Safety lanes, sorry. <laughs> my term for it. So if you, okay, so we're still up at the arrows. Okay. Now you're going over to the left side, the bottom left arrow. If that points to the left, you need safety lanes. And I'll explain what that means in a second. If it points to the right, you don't. So 
this has to do with when you're changing a habit. So I used the example before we started recording of if you want to spend less time on your phone, if your arrow points to the right, you just spend less time on your phone. If it points to the left, you hide your phone, you lock it up, you put it in your car, leaving your car in the driveway, you hand it to your partner. If you want to change the way you're going to eat, you make sure only the food you want to eat is in your house. Uh, even labeling things, like if you don't want to drink dry January, having that label, that accountability, super helpful for you. Sober October, all these things necessary. If it points to the right, all those things are just a distraction. So wow. stay away from them. If it points to the right, don't bog yourself down with that. That is going to be a waste of your energy. So for instance, if I put my phone in my car in the driveway, because I didn't want to look at it, I would spend all day being like, where's my phone? Oh, right. It's in the car. That's weird. Like that would be a big energy leak for me. Whereas I can tell you my phone's right over there and I'm not going to look at it because I'm not going to yeah. look at it. I so need safety lanes though. Right. And <laughs> I, was, I think this and, is and so I was important. Like, and it's so funny because it's something that, you know, and this part of what I love about human design. I also, there was a lot of relief when I found out I was a 6'2 manifester. Um, just in, I realized that like my spit, like my spurts and, and drops and like my, my inconsistent energy was normal for me. And that was okay. And I wasn't like messing something up. And I felt the same way around these safety lanes. Like I've always known that like that's what I needed. And it's funny because I guarantee you my partner does not have that because he's like, I don't understand like why. Cause I'm like, no, like I tell, he hides things in his car. I'm like, just keep it in your car. I don't want it in the house, you know, because if it's in the house, I can't, I mean, I might just be hungry. I might just eat the chips and then I'm going to get a stomach ache and, you know, and then it's bad for everyone. And I'm the same way. Like I'll come up with like themes. I use like a streaks app. You know, I need accountability for stuff. You know, I have a personal trainer. I have like a health person that helps me. And like, it helps me to have like that safety lane, so to speak, whereas like he's the opposite. But I think it's so good to know that because then you can stop judging yourself for it. You yeah, know, so I judge myself as like not as strong as other people because of needing those. No. You just simply need safety lanes. It's as though you're walking through your house and you keep stubbing your toe on the corner of the coffee table. So what do you do? You could move the coffee table. You could also put like a pad there. So when you kick it, as you will, it's not going to hurt this time. Yep, exactly. And I love that. And that's so interesting. I hope that brings a lot of people a lot of peace. And then vice versa. I love how you said that for yourself too, because- there is, you know, we live in this social media world that tries to make everything one size fits all, right? And there's through there are people that are going to thrive from the 21-day meditation challenge, right? Um, and then there are people who are going to thrive just like doing their own thing, right? And they don't really need that. And it is more of a distraction. And it's funny because in that kind of way, I don't know, meditation might be something special for me. I don't need the safety pads as much on that. Um, but it could just be because that's like something that's like really natural for me. But in almost everything else I do, um, you know, it's being able to discern that 
and I love being able to look at it in your chart and also being able to just guess like even if you don't have your chart in front of you right now just like I guarantee you could probably guess which one you are and where maybe you were trying to be something you were not because you thought that that was like how it was supposed to be right right and in case we need to make this abundantly clear for you there's no good way or bad way there's no judgment here it, you are learning this simply so you can accept yourself and love yourself and stop trying to be someone you're not. So, and so you can experience more ease in your life. So if you are made for safety lanes, set up some safety lanes. So you set yourself up for success. If you aren't made for safety lanes, don't fall into safety lanes because that's just going to distract you from moving forward. Just follow your design. Your soul picked it out for you. It knows what it's doing. right well that's why I love the whole concept of human design right it goes so you know aligned with like the concept of that we're all divinely designed and like not we're like the way that we are is not an accident um and I think so many times we try to find like excuses for being a certain way because we judge it or the world tells us that like oh this is like the better way to be or we just, you know, listen to everybody that's a manifesting expert talking about specific manifestors and not, you know, non-specific manifestors. So you think something's wrong with you, that that's not something, <laughs> right? And we really, like, it does, it builds self-love to know, like, I'm built this way. And actually, like, my golden key to success or whatever, my golden key to my best life is actually just honoring the way I'm built, which is, like, yes. the best part of it. None of us we're divinely designed to be on the struggle bus. And we are all here to experience ease and flow. Yes. So what's another part of our chart that you think can help us, you know, experience more ease and get into more of our groove? So we're going to stay in the arrows for now and go Let's up. Stay in the arrows. I love the arrows actually around the head. I think they're fascinating. That's the top left arrow. If it points to the left, you're designed for more consistency. If it points to the right, less consistency. And here's what that means. Morning routine. It, it doesn't mean like the exact same schedule every single day. Uh-uh. I'm built for more consistency. I don't want the same schedule every day. But uh, don't mess with my morning routine. I have gotten up at in the threes before to get my whole morning routine done before I have to be somewhere. It is a complete non-negotiable for me. But if you are someone who's built for less consistency, like you are, (laughs) um, then your quote-unquote morning routine might just be like, okay, I want to do something that my first hour of my day is going to be for me. And I'm going to do something off this list of like a thousand things. Whereas for me, it's like literally the same things in the same order and I'll like add and subtract things every once like every few years Um, (laughs) but and this feels good to me I know some people who are built for less consistency are probably listening to this and they're like oh my god yeah if it feels like jail to you to hear about my morning routine then you're probably built for less consistency but the thing is for me it makes me it like creates the the backbone for my day, it creates the foundation on which I start my day. It feels really good. I love my morning routine. Yeah. 
And this also kind of goes into, you know, um, if you run your own business, how you book out your date, right? So someone that wanted more, and this is something that I love, I've, I've done this with clients before when we're building a business, because I'm like, you have to do it based on how you're built, right? And what works for you. And so for me, what I had tried to do was doing the more consistent thing where I'd be like, okay, you know, see clients for these few hours in the morning every day and then have this lunch break. And then the afternoon you do content creation, like whatever. And I found that actually works works better for me is having like Monday a week where I see more clients, one day a week where I'm doing more creative things, like, and like spicing it up for me so that it's not like the same pattern every day. And same thing, like you said, like I consistently do everything, something every morning, but I'm always changing up the meditation, right? Like I've done, you know, 40 day jaunts of, of things here and again. Um, but even then, like I'll usually, if I'm doing a 40 day of something, I'll do something else every day as well. That's not consistent every day. So it'll be like, oh, today I want to do tapping or today I did AIT or I'm going to do like a chakra thing or whatever. And I just like prescribe on the day. <laughs> and that's interesting too, because I'll, the one thing that does vary, I'll get stuck in ruts sometimes, but I will vary the, the starting meditation. So there mm-hmm. is freedom within that. And then my day, like my, my work day, I don't see clients until 2 PM. And that whole morning is my space to get all my workouts in. I'm a triathlete. And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes the, it, give, it gives me the space. Like, no, I'm not going to have like six hours of exercise plan for a weekday, but I don't like having a two hour workout and only three hours in which to do it. Yep. That feels really like, yeah, really stressful for me and really constrained. So there's, there's freedom in that. I don't know who the clients are going to be that I'm going to see in the afternoon. And I don't know the workouts change every single day. So there's so much like fluidity in there, but there's a basic, like I break that rule every once in a while. Yeah. And how is that? So what does it do for you? Let's say when you're honoring that part of your design. Freedom. So I feel freedom as a result of that. That's when people say you need structure to have freedom. I'm like, oh, hell no, you don't. I'm like anti-structure, the rigidity that does not feel good to me. But then I step back and I'm like, oh, but there are some things. There are some little like, I don't know, stoplights in the day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so interesting. Um, yeah, I definitely, it's so funny because it goes, it's another thing. It's like so many of us are trained that like, and again, I've had so many people try to like get me to be more consistent. Um, and it's never been, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, even just like, I think being a manifester and some other stuff that was illuminated during human design when I first came into that was like, oh, okay. I used to joke that I was kind of like, just like, um, what do you call it? Like, um, like a crazy, brilliant, like artist that's just kind of like a little nuts, <laughs> but also really brilliant, but like, you know, you know, just like a mess in that way. And it's not, but it worked for me when I like gave into it, which was the crazy part because it felt like exactly the opposite of what the world tells you you should be. 
Um, and then, and then when I just like kind of succumbed, let's say to my natural urges and impulses, um, that's when like real magic happened and like some pretty wild things started moving in my life when I was just like, no, I'm actually like meant to, I'm not meant to like work nine to five, even if it is in my own business. And I'm meant to like sometimes stay up till five in the morning when I get a great idea. And then other days, like not work at all. And, you know, just like be in the flow of it. Yeah. And your urges are going to guide everything for you. Follow the urge and then rest, follow the urge and then rest. And that's your process. Yeah. And then it's okay if you just look a little crazy to the rest, <laughs> right? Yeah. So much of that is just like owning, owning the, like that's your process and that's how it is. And like, regardless of whatever your, whatever your energy type or if you're consistent or if you need the, the safety lanes or whatnot, I think so much about human design is about self-love. Like you were saying, it's about self-love because it's about really owning like, this is who I am. And that's the gift I was meant to give the world is by being this unique combination of these things that I am, even if, you know, we, of course, we are always going to live in a society that's going to like praise certain characteristics and like associate other ones, maybe not as favorably, but when we live the embodiment of all of it, then it's kind of like, kind of like you see the masterpiece in the like slots of paint, right? And I think when we're all living our designs, we all look a little crazy to everyone else because they're the people who aren't ready for us, who will always say, you're doing life wrong. They're the people who want to put labels on us. I've had people judge me because they know I'm an athlete. They'll be like, oh, well, a type A high achiever like you. And I'm like, what? What? I am, no, I am very much not type A, not one little bit. I have to be built for consistency and I really enjoy training. But those two pieces don't mean I'm type A. Um, yeah, our language just needs an upgrade. Yeah. And do you, um, what do you tell clients um, when they're trying to implement more of their human design and maybe getting a little bit of pushback from people in their lives? Do you have any advice for them on how they communicate that? Yeah. So human design is called the human design experiment. Hmm. So experiment, find a piece of your chart like one takeaway from a reading with me and just start trying to follow that. And you're going to fall off. You're going to forget. And then you're going to remember and just keep, give yourself a week, do an experiment with that. And how does it feel? You're not going to buy into it until you experience it for yourself. And you get to decide, oh, maybe that piece isn't for me, but it probably will be. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. And then also I think the people around you, we'll start to notice how everything kind of shifts when you're doing it. So they kind of get, get it right. Like the more that I like just leaned into my manifester, like kind of six to um, role hermit, role model hermit. Now, like the people in my life just kind of get it. They kind of get that that's how it goes, even though it's very different than how they roll. Um, And so much of that is you just like showing them right? How, how that right. fits. And then ultimately you're a happier, better person to be in their life because you're doing it. And who exactly. doesn't want like happy people in their life? And as a manifester, your one of your jobs is to own your power. And by owning your power, you inspire the rest of us to own your power, own our power. 
one of my jobs as a manifesting generator is to show other people that it's safe and amazing to not fit in any boxes Mm. and that it's safe for them to do the same. Oh, I love that. Okay, fine. Let's go through the, go through all the energy types because I think that's really good. Tell us what all the energy types, what they're meant to do in that capacity. I really so like that. generators <laughs> are here to show us that, to do what lights you up, that when you do what lights you up, your energy becomes super sparkly and juicy and irresistible and magnetic. And we all want some of that. No people pleasing, just follow what lights you up. Um, reflectors are here to show us everything because they reflect everything back to us. They also, perhaps one of their most important jobs is because they reflect their environment. They're like the canaries in the coal mine. You know, they show us if a reflector isn't healthy, let's investigate the environment. And the environment means the people, it means the place, it means the land, it means the building, it means everything. Yeah. So one of my favorite parts of, of the arrows by the head that I found was your like strongest sense, right? right? And so when I first figured this out, it was not a surprise to me what my strongest sense was. Um, it's inner vision for those of you guys listening and if you've been following and following all my stuff you probably could have guessed that yourself um but I when I found out about it I thought that was really cool because your strongest sense is essentially you know the way I I kind of think of it is like your litmus test for a lot of things right like kind of how you guide like is this a fit for me is it not a fit for me um with everything and since I knew that I already liked to visualize and did a lot of inner vision stuff before that but when I knew that I started using it in places I wasn't using it before which was pretty cool so you talk about the different senses that people can have and how they figure that out if I don't know can you figure that out from you can't figure it out on your own but um you'll find out in a reading but so yeah inner vision I had heard you talk about visualizing so much that I was like I hope she has inner vision. (laughs) If not, I'm a little confused here. Although as you hear the different types, we all have a little bit of all of them. So just inner vision is your dominant one. It's like your magic, your super sparkly, magical sense. Um, And that means like before you eat, you want to visualize what the food is going to look like. Like when you order off a menu, when you just read the words, you you picture it as well. And it's important for you to remember that your clients don't all have this. So you might find yourself using the language like, well, when you vision it, what do you see? And they're like, nothing. And that's okay. They might be able to feel into it with another sense. So I'm not going to go through all of them, but a few of the other senses are outer vision. For these people, aesthetics are super important. There's no like definition of beauty, but it's really important that you feel like you are surrounded by beauty. Um, Mine is taste, Mm. which is basically like, I taste everything. I taste everything. I'm meant to experience the buffet of life, which means sometimes I try some things that aren't for me that I need to spit out. 
you know, just like, like with food and with experiences. Mm. Um, smell has with it, you know, obviously you're going to be able to smell things really strongly. You might be super sensitive, probably perfumes are likely not for you. Uh, you also, you know, you can smell a rat. You're just going to have a nose for things. Um, what else is there feeling? This is a deep, deep feeling. It's not so much touch. It, these people tend to be super sensitive to electronics. Like you need to get away from the electronics, like go in the other room for the, from the computer, from the TV, actually like turn off their phones and take full days away from them. And yeah. they will feel everything. It can, it can get a little confusing, like what's feeling and what's intuition for them. It doesn't really matter. We don't need to know the difference, but it just feels like they're super intuitive. Wow. That is so, yeah, I find that, that that one was so fascinating and so helpful to just be like, oh, okay, that's the leading thing. So that's, because I feel like, you know, one of the biggest questions that so many people get as they're going on this spiritual journey in general is they're trying to find their intuition and or figure out what their intuition is telling them. And I think, you know, with human design, I really see that we see like these different ways that were spoken to let's say by the divine right like there's like an urge and there's like there's different ways things can come through and then there's your inner vision like there's all these different ways that we can receive information that can help us on our path yeah and this is the stuff that's in this part of your chart that we're talking about right now there are other places in your chart which might say that you do you also have the gift of like Claire audience or Claire whatever it is for smell um and mm. that's just buried in other little pockets of your chart and I was Ooh. just thinking I have a friend who's got inner vision and she somehow made it to her 40s without ever reading a Harry Potter book she was going on a road trip and decided to listen to it and she made it like five minutes in and she just picturing Harry I don't think this is spoiling the book for anyone who hasn't read it. Like Harry living under in the closet under the stairs was so terrifying for her that the image she had in her head as a result that she was screaming and had to stop. That's so funny because I read all of the Harry Potter books as they come as they came out. Like I was in like seventh grade, I think, when the first one came out. And I was obsessed with them. And I had like such a, it was like such a vivid visual experience, this whole world and Harry and what he looked like in Hermione and whatever, the whole thing that when I watched the movie, it was like nothing in comparison to what I had thought of in my head. And I find that for me, and it's so funny, I never connected that inner vision that I, I love to read. So I read a lot. And whenever they make something I've read into a book, it's always not as like, gripping as whatever I like visualize in my <laughs> yeah it's not gonna be it's not gonna be good enough for you like you have the movie all on your own that's wild so I didn't even realize our psychic abilities are in our human design chart where is that in in our chart mostly in the spleen oh okay so the gates in the spleen okay that's... so that's different than like because I'm a like a splenic yeah um 
Yeah, but that's a whole different thing. Well, that means that your intuition is going to guide you. That mm-hmm. when you need to make a decision, it's that instant intuitive hit that is what you're supposed to follow. Yeah. And I feel like that is, it was so funny. Yeah, so much. And I think so many people, when you read your human design chart, if you have it, is that oftentimes I feel like it just reminds you of things you already knew, right? Like if, you know, if you're like an emotional authority or, you know, whatever your authority is when you read it, for most of them, it's probably something that was like already trying to be like, hey, hi, I'm here. Unless if it's emotional for me, I will put this out there for people. There are four different emotional waves and I have the subtle emotional wave. So I kept being like, everything resonates in my chart, except the fact that I have emotional authority. Like I don't feel like I have an emotional wave. And then I learned, oh, I have this subtle emotional wave. It's super tiny. And I feel like the lesson it's primarily here to give me is discernment. Because I have to be, like, I have to check in with myself. Am I in an emotional wave right now? No. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. proceed as normal. Am I in an emotional wave? Yes. Okay, go sit on the couch and read a book. Don't talk to people. Don't create anything. Like, wow. out of order for 24 hours. Don't make any decisions. Wow. That is so interesting. I didn't realize. So there can be different ooh, different degrees of that. Yeah. Yeah, some people have this escalator, some have a building emotional wave, some people have out of the blue highs and lows, and then there's people like me that have this teeny tiny like blip. And for me, I notice it as like, I don't feel as sparkly as usual today. Huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, just chill out. We have this magical subscription to People Magazine. Um, Somebody named Joseph subscribed to people magazine we don't know who joseph is and it comes to our house we searched to try to find joseph he doesn't live in our city so anyway thank you joseph because i the last time i'd read people magazine was in like you know when i was a gym rat like on the elliptical machine and i didn't have a great impression of it then i finally after like three weeks of getting it i started to read it and i'm like oh my god this is amazing as someone who's been off social media for a little more than a year, I was like, oh, this is my fix. It's all filled with happy, inspiring stories about people. So now if I'm in an emotional wave, it means grab People Magazine and chill out for a little while. I love that. So tell me a little bit about that being off social media for a year. I noticed that on your Instagram. Yes. How has that been? And uh, was that something that you... First of all, I just want to know how has that been and how has that like shifted your perspective on things? And then I'm curious if you can tie any of that back to human design of it, how it, how it worked for you. Mm. All right. So it's been amazing. I went off in May of 2020. I don't miss it. I actually went off and I was like, I'm just going to be off for a couple of weeks. And then like a week in, I was like, I'm not so sure I'm going back. And then two weeks in, I was like, uh, not for at least another two weeks. And then I was like, I'm not going back. I would hear people talking about things that they'd seen in comments. And I was just like, I don't, that doesn't feel like real life to me. It feels like they're talking about a cartoon. Um, people always ask, how do I market my business? Being off social media, um, through podcasts, through my email list, through magic, 
I don't know, I'm a non-specific manifester and it's working for me. For me, social media was a big, I was, I was always like, I have an open ajna. So open mind center in human design means thoughts can go in and they swirl. And I would just be like the back of my mind all day, every day. I was thinking about, I got to create, oh, I can write a post about that. What am I going to post about today? What, oh, I should, I'm going for a walk. I should bring my phone just in case like there's pretty flowers to take pictures of because otherwise they're going to, there's going to be nothing up. And they were called Instagram stories when I was there. There's going to be nothing up there and I need to keep that going. And oh my goodness, the creative freedom that has come in as a result is amazing. And you asked a question that I didn't know the answer to, and I now know the answer. <laughs> so other arrows, going back up to the arrows. Top right. If that one points to the left, you're here for deep focused attention. If it points to the right, you have what I call like multi-beam focus meaning you can focus on multiple things at a time. You might be watching a video and reading a book at the same time. And that's when like magic comes through. If you have deep focus, which I have, it means cut out the distractions. And so I find it like when I'm, when I'm training on my bike trainer inside, I will, a lot of people, like sometimes it's easy spinning and I have a lot of friends who are checking their email and texting and stuff like that while they're on the bike. Uh -uh. It's like, I will listen to music, although I don't really hear it unless it's a song that I don't want to be there. Then all of a sudden I can hear it. (laughs) Wow. But I don't, I'm just like, I am at my best when I am fully focused without any distractions. That doesn't mean that I'm always a superstar at that. Like I am always tempted to like, oh, I have a question. I want to just look that up. And it's like this decision, do I or don't I? Like oftentimes I'll come back to, no, you know, you know, another hour here, just like focus on one thing at a time. And so I think being off social media allows me, like it clears out my, my aura in terms of focus and just allows me to like have focus on one thing at a time. Wow. I love that. And that's a good thing that people can look at too in their chart and see. And just a huge example. And I, so much I want to say about this, but a huge example of how not everything is meant for everyone. And, and it changes because I used to love social media. It was, mm. Instagram was my playground. Wow. And then it just wasn't. Yeah. And what, what do you explain that with? I feel like it was the energy of 2020. Not that I don't understand it, but yeah. <laughs> the energy of people just like not being very nice. The energy yeah. of like, wait a second. We don't want to hang out here. Yeah. This is not the club I thought it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's also, I mean, that's a point too. It's like, I, I, I feel like I'm always saying like, we're seasonal beings. We're seasonal beings. We go through different season of our, seasons of our lives where certain things will feel good and certain things are not, not going to feel good. Um, and so 
I like what you did. And I think that's also something that I encourage people to do if they're making some changes based on their human design or based on whatever really um, is like you said, just do an experiment and be like, let me try two weeks doing this. Let me see how it feels. Let me try another two weeks if I'm, you know, and just take it like little step by step. So it doesn't feel like I have to give up social media now after realizing that I have the same arrow as her, you know, but it's also about, um, I'm going to guess I don't have that arrow that way. You don't, but you do. I do have an open head, don't I? Yeah, you have an open head and open crown as well, but you've got, what do you have? Oh, so it's your digestion. You've got low sound digestion, which means like no distraction. Well, it could mean no no distractions when you're eating, but actually it just means no sound distractions just when you're eating. But you're best with multi-beam focus. So that's why I gave the example of you might be watching a video while reading a book, whereas other people, it could be your, I can't even handle this. Like even saying this is hard for me, but they listen to a podcast and the TV is on and there's a conversation all at the same time. And like that, I don't have low sound digestion, but that makes me feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> handle the idea well, of that. that but someone, is- someone with multi-beam focus might thrive in that environment. That is, yeah, and that's definitely me. I, um, not necessarily that specific scenario, that sounds stressful, but like when I'm at the gym, I'm always listening to a podcast or an audio book or like to be at the gym and have to do things like, well, I mean, I, when I'm with my trainer, it's a little bit different because she's like a good stimuli and we'll talk about a bunch of things while we're doing things when I'm by myself. Oh gosh. It, and it can't just be like any podcast or any audiobook. Like I actually have to be interested in it so I can do them both at the same time. And then I'm queen of that. It is painful for me to sit through a movie and not be able to do anything else. Like I feel that too. <laughs> for me. Like I just like I need to be able to either like like great thing for me is to check my emails while I watch a movie because it's like I like can balance like the not so fun with the slightly more fun or whatever back and forth or to like cook while I always cook while I'm listening to a podcast like I pair up everything in my life that way so I'm always doing two things at once although usually there'll be like two things that require different areas like I wouldn't listen to a podcast while I watch a movie that seems insane to me but like because I'm my my audit my auditory is listening to the movie yeah. even if, like my mind is writing my emails or whatever um I love that but <laughs> that is so funny and that's just a great thing to know about yourself right again like they just give you such like once you I remember if I thought it I figured it out kind of when I was in college and I was studying for finals and I didn't know it was human design or anything like that at the time I only I'm honestly learning about this multi-beam thing through you right now which is incredible um I love getting to learn new things and um I thought I was a kinetic learner because I could only study if I was simultaneously on the treadmill like I had to be on the treadmill doing something or on an elliptical, like I had to be, or even just like walking around, I would come study guides and I'd go on a hike with my study guide or whatever. It would like, I would lose my mind if I had to just sit at the library. Um, and I always also thought it was either because I have ADHD and <laughs> maybe they go hand in hand, but. <laughs> well, that's interesting because I have ADHD too. 
I was diagnosed in college. And I just think the fact that I'm built for deep focus is the universe being super sassy. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. So I was like, what would I do if I was built for deep focus? Mm-hmm. Let's just <laughs> learn. Learn how to how to zoom in, Kelsey. It's gonna be like the hardest task of your life, but you can do it. But that but again, like it's so in this world, it's so powerful to know which what you're made for. So if you're not made for the one thing, you need to like get over it right? In whatever yeah. way, you know what I mean? Just like get over it and be like, okay, I'm not made for that. Let me not try to be like that. Um, and, um, and I want to talk a little about the open head, but you brought up, you brought up digestion, which I also want to make sure we get to. And that was a huge game changer for me, finding out about my digestion, because I knew a lot about human design, that kind of human design, like my business kind of aspects of stuff a lot. And then I've been, I was going through some digestive problems a while ago and I was talking to one of my girlfriends and she was like, have you ever seen a human design person about this? And I was like, human design for my digestion? She was like, yes. Um, And so that was really fascinating because um, I noticed that even though I'm such, and again, one of those things that I, I would have um, moments where I'd be listening to the audiobook. So I listen to the audiobook when I cook, but then there's like nothing when I eat. I cannot eat with a TV on. I don't even honestly like to eat when other people are talking, right? Like I love eating alone. I try to eat sometimes before my fiance gets home and then just have tea with him when he's eating his food because he talks so much that it's hard for me to eat. And I will <laughs> we'll get to that place where I literally just need nothing. I sometimes go outside um, and we have like a little park kind of area um, and I'll sit and I'll just eat breakfast <laughs> like there where there's like nothing. Um, and it does, it makes all the, the difference. It's like huge for me um, just in uh, not just like physical digestion, but just in like, feeling like I actually nourished myself. Yeah. And I, this is one of those instances of, I was surprised that I have taste digestion. So I have taste sense and taste digestion because I thought I was going to have low sound digestion. I don't really like eating with other people too. Like I can, my husband and I will do dinner together, but lunch and breakfast, I'm like, oh, you're here. (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to talk because and he knows that I don't like to talk when I eat so it's not a problem but yeah I don't I don't like sound well I don't I do listen to a podcast sometimes when I'm eating though Mm. I'm okay with that just no conversation yeah that's so interesting what so what does the taste digestion mean so that means we have a tendency to taste changes with the seasons and seasons don't always line up with winter, spring, summer, and fall. We can be in a season for years. I just, I've been having the same recovery smoothie every day with like slight variations for like four years. Uh, Last week I had it one day and was like, this is really sweet. Had it the next day and I had to like 
to like force myself to finish it. I'm like, oh, this season is over. Just like that. Boom. Wow. So that will just, for us, it's all about own the ease that comes with having the same thing every day. Like I have this same salad every night. I love it. I get really sad if I, it, it is worth it to me usually to like, ugh, instead of going to the grocery store, I will deal with the night without it. But that's just my personal disdain for grocery shopping. But um, have that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So I've been eating the same salad for like a, a year probably. And I know that will change. And they're t- it's just like leftovers can be great for someone with taste. So seasons last various amounts of time. And digestion in human design is about food. It's also how we take in information. It's how we digest life. Mm. So also, you know, maybe I get really hooked on one podcast and I'll binge on it. Or just listening to a song on repeat. Those are taste digestion types of things. Or, you know, maybe it's like, I just love this one pair of yoga pants and I'm going to wear them every day. Wow. That's for us. And in terms of digesting food, we are taught variety. You need variety for nutrition. And the idea for those of us with taste digestion is that we get our variety over the course of the year. So don't stress out about eating all the colors of the rainbow every single day. Love that. In the rut on like zucchini, eat all the zucchini now. It'll be, it's like, basically it'll be out of season for now, these days, your guiding light is that taste, right? So it's like that smoothie tasted good to you until it didn't. And then once it doesn't, now that's your sign. Same thing with your salad. Like one day you might eat that salad and be like, actually, I'm not really into it right now. And that's like your. And we are trained to like to question ourselves. I found myself actually while I was swimming today, I was like, am I still getting all the nutrients I need without that smoothie? Am I doing a good enough job of like replacing it totally in my head, which is not where I belong. Like my mouth told me it was done with that. Trust it. Just trust it until you're craving it again. Just trust it. I love that. And so would you also say then for my digestion, like just spending time in quiet, when I'm digesting like life or emotions or something like that is important too. Absolutely. The contrast sometimes with my other one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you have to, I feel like you're going to find that sometimes you need all the inputs for your multi-man focus and other times you're going to need quiet and that's where the experiment comes in. I can't tell you when you're going to need each one. You got to find it out for yourself. Yeah. And that's fun just knowing all those elements are still you and how are part of you. Can you just quickly kind of explain any of the other ones just in case someone's curious what the other ones are? Yeah. Well, so there's high sound. That's the opposite of me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) How those people. (laughs) My friend actually just had a baby. My friend just just had a baby. And so uh, I did her human design and she's high sound. She was having trouble breastfeeding and I was like, play some music and, you know, talk to her while, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, There's also like calm touch. Those people need, they need to just chill out. Their brains are so busy 
that they need minimal input when they're eating Mm -hmm. just the food in your face hole nothing else Mm. um there are other people who are meant to eat on the go they're literally made for everything we're taught not to do wow like eat standing up eat while you're in a meeting like a walking meeting yeah what is that called I can't remember off the top of my head we'll figure it out (laughs) but Um, yeah some people are made for taking in hot food some are made for taking in cold food and of course as you're hearing this you're probably thinking like oh well I prefer more hot food than cold food or or vice versa and like I said yeah we all have a little bit of all these in us yeah no and you can have two but it's like for instance, for instance, I'm like the opposite of consistency when it comes to food. Like I really like to spice it up, even though sometimes consistency serves me. Um, but, but even though that could be like a preference or something, even a strong preference in someone, that might not necessarily affect my digestion of the food as yes. much as the sound would, right? And, so and when we're talking think- about food, we also want to look at your sacral center. Hmm. And so what's somebody... in the sacral center? I know we're <laughs> gonna go for hours. Okay, this is the last thing. What is the sacral center? This has been so juicy. So that's actually juicy is the perfect <laughs> word for the sacral center. So generators and manifesting generators have a defined sacral. Everyone else, projectors, manifestors, reflectors have an open sacral center. And so as a manifester, the sacral center is our. So let me back up. Sacral center is our engine. It's what says we ask ourselves we as a manifesting generator or a generator the universe serves things up to us and we respond with our whole body like do I like this or no it's where our like juiciness for life comes from Mm. you know as a manifester because there aren't as many of you guys you're probably around a lot of manifesting generators and generators and sometimes you can feel like you have a sacral engine as well and if you act like you have a sacral engine it's going to mess with your digestion because that is the incorrect use of your sacral center. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes. That's probably a thing for me. Um, my partner is a generator and I have to be so conscious of that. We, I've had, we, when we first moved in together, I actually had a conversation about it with him and I whipped out the human design and I showed him his human design and my human, he's a neurosurgeon. So this is like, all Oh, like that's amazing. Language different language than but he's so open and so fascinated by it when I explained a lot of what his things were to him then he really was like oh yeah that's like spot on for me um so now he understands I'm like you have to understand like sometimes I'm gonna need to just take naps right or I'm gonna need a day where I'm just like sleep in a separate bed yeah that's been a really hard one I don't do it that I don't do it that often um, when we're both home, but it kind of works out that I travel a lot. Um, so that helps me kind of get my fix of sleeping alone. And then yeah. sometimes when I really feel like I'll feel it and I will sleep in, I have this, this, uh, this is my office that we're in right now. And I will pull out that couch or pulls out into a bed and I'll just be like, I just need to sleep in the office to get like a good recharge. Yeah. Because his sacral engine is going all night long and it's nothing he can control. And sometimes you just, you you won't be able to sleep because you're feeling the engine. Mm, Wow. So you just need some space. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. 
This was so, so helpful, Kelsey. Oh my God, I feel like I could talk to you forever. Um, we could just muse on about all these different little ways we can use this. It's been such a pleasure. Um, I'm sure that this is like, I learned so much. I'm sure people that are listening have learned so much and hopefully they have their charts out. If not, go get your chart and then re-listen to it. So you can like take your little notes and, and discover that. And um, how can people find you or contact you if they, if they want a reading or what kind of services can they get from you to dive deeper? Yeah, so I offer individual human design readings and partner human design readings. And you can get those at KelseyAbbott.com. If you want to go specifically like straight to you at KelseyAbbott.com slash human design. Um, I also offer coaching, one-on-one coaching that combines your human design with how you interact with the energy around you and well, everything. It's coaching for spiritual, emotional, mental, relational growth. Um, so you can find me on my website, KelseyAbbott.com. And I host the Find Your Awesome podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Amazing. And we'll put links to all of the above below. Thank you guys for listening. And be sure to subscribe if you love it and share it with a friend that you think this way you guys can both geek out together on your human design. It really helps um, to have a girlfriend or a buddy um, to, to be able to talk this language with and help hold you accountable as well. So yeah. thanks, Kelsey. I appreciate you being on. Thank you so much.